Hey guys, what's going on? It's me, the one and only Strawberry Ice. Coming to you from the Ice Cave as always. It's Bearcat time, baby. Woo, they showed up and showed out last night. The Bearcat defense is back. Now, like I've been saying since the beginning of the year, we gonna be good. Whenever they figure out Brandon's whole scheme and everything, and his offense, we're gonna be good. The Bearcats won last night, defeating SMU 65 to 43. Like I said, the defense was on point. SMU missed 10 out of their first 11 shots. Now the commentators kept saying, man, they're SMU's missing all these shots. I'm like, yeah, because the Bearcats are in their way and making a miss. SMU shot a season low 25.9% last night. <laughs> Let's see here. And at the half, first half. Bearcats are winning 33 to 19. 19 points. That's all SMU scored. That is the lowest they have scored in a half all year long. Now, this is coming off their epic comeback win against Memphis. They turned around and played us, and we shut them down. Jaron Cumberland. Hmm. He's back. Been waiting for this. And everybody's like, you know, he's not buying into the system. He's not doing this. He's not doing that. Come to it's turns out that he was injured. I mean, he had this, the surgery on his foot or his ankle. I don't remember what the surgery was late in the summertime. He wasn't in shape. Like Brandon said before, if he was in shape at the beginning of the year, he would have had him run point then. But he wasn't in shape. I mean, if you watch the games at the beginning of the year, Cumberland was having a hard time beating guys off the bounce. He is blowing by them now. And the funny thing was, I don't know how many. At least three or four times they had fast breaks, and Crumblin's out there, and he's all by himself. They're not going to stop him. They're not going to block a shot, so they foul him, and then he still made the shot. And then he does a little one of these, the arms up in the air. Kind of remind me of uh, old Kenyon Martin there, flexing, which is kind of funny because back then everybody, oh, those guys are bad, bad. They're flexing their muscles. Now everybody does it. But when Kenyon did it, you know, 20 years ago, it was bad. Now everybody does it. Funny how things change. Now, SMU's Kendrick Davis. This man had a great game against Memphis. <laughs> Not against the Bearcats. Like I said, the defense was on point and shut him down. <laughs> Zero points. 0 for 5 from the, uh, for the floor. 7 rebounds and 1 assist. He did nothing. So, it gets back to what I was saying yesterday, what I said in other shows. And I said at the beginning of this one. Once the Bearcats figure out Brandon's system... We gonna be good because if you're watching them play last night, that ball is popping, moving in, out. It's not stand there, dribble, 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 pass, dribble. You know, it was movement. It's fun to watch this, and you still got the the Bearcat toughness with the defense. No, it's not the zone that Mick did, but it's one. It's man, man, yeah, man defense. That's what Huggins always did. So. I think everybody should be extremely excited the way they are playing. I love Brandon. It's kind of, his philosophy is, um, what do you say, 96 feet both ways. To me, it reminds me of Nolan Richardson's Arkansas teams of 40 minutes of hell. Well, he'll pick you up full court the whole game. I love that about them. That was messing SMU up. That messes a lot of teams up. It gets them out of rhythm. We got a couple five-second calls off of them. It was very, very, very good. 
Now, like I said yesterday, you got to get the ball into Vote to start it off, which they tried. Vote wasn't making the shots as easily as he did. Second half he did, but this was interesting. Vote, from what I heard on the uh, TV broadcast last night, is number one in shooting percentage in D1. That is unbelievable. But if you see his shots, you'll see why. He's right there. Now, one bad thing is Joe Lenardi has the Bearcats, as of last night, that was before the win, has them 10 spots away from an NCAA bid. Now, that win goes a long ways towards changing that. Saturday, we're playing number 21, Houston, at the shoe, Fifth Third Arena, whatever you call it. Six o'clock, ESPN 2, and 700 WLW. If we get that win, we're, do, we're, we're on the right trajectory to get into the tournament. We still can't have any hiccups. We cannot, I can't emphasize enough, we really cannot lose any more games. But the way they're playing, and if they could beat Houston, I wish it was, almost wish it was at Houston, because that's going to be even bigger, because we will go there and play them later on in the year. Because the one thing we don't have, even if we beat Houston and we beat SMU, those are two, that would be big wins for us. But they're both at home. We need some marquee wins on the road. But let's worry about now, which is Saturday, which is Houston, which is a very good team, and Kelvin Sampson, who I cannot stand. But the way they're playing and the way they're moving the ball, and the funny thing is, Jaron Cumberland was Jaron Cumberland last night. That's the best I've seen him all year. And Trey Scott, he's been Mr. Double-Double this year. Last night, he didn't get a double-double, but he was everywhere. I mean, it doesn't show on the stats sheet of what he did, but he was just everywhere. I mean, defense, uh, tipping passes, getting rebounds. It's kind of weird of, like they said it last night, um, it's plus, that's what it is. Here it is. I got, I got it written down. Trey Scott's plus minus when he's on the court is plus 21. So, meaning the Bearcats are 29 points above with Trey Scott on the floor than they are without him on the floor. So, that right there, yes, those aren't stats. That's not the rebounds. That's not points. That's just a presence and his will to win. He is the heart of the team. And when he plays like that, and Jaron, biggest thing, when Jaron plays like he does, it takes the pressure off everybody else. They don't have to look for him. They don't have to try to score. Jaron's taking care of it. But the best part is Jaron is starting to get even more into the flow with the passes and everything. And I like it. He was trying to force the ball in to, to vote last night. And they're trying to get out on the fast breaks and everything. They got to be a little more cautious with the basketball because it, there's a couple times he tried to throw it on a fast break to vote and to Trey Scott. And just he just threw the ball over their head. He's got to figure out when to go and when not to go is a good way to put it. Now there was something else on my notes here I was gonna say. Oh yeah, the the best part when the red reds, wrong sport, reds. Well the Bearcats went on the run. They went on a 7-0 run. 7-0 run. 7-0 run was Jaron Cumberland. It was 7-0 Jaron Cumberland to nothing against SMU. So it was a really, really well-played, well-defense game. And the biggest thing, I will sound like Mick Cronin here. When you have defense like that, defense will travel. The problem we've had in the past is our offense. But looking like things are starting to change 
hopefully. But we still got a long ways to go before we get too, too excited. Saturday is going to be huge. All right. Now, you know, in the ice cave, you see all my uh, cool stuff in the background here. And as always, the ice cave and strawberry ice is brought to you by T-Properties. Quality housing for quality people. Check out their website at tproperties.llc.com for all your rental property management and rental needs. All right, now we got pay the bills out of the way here. Okay, Cincinnati Reds. Great day yesterday. Great, great day. Signed Nicholas Castellano. Won the press conference. Good job. We're like, oh, yeah, we're going to do great. We're going to go to the playoffs. We're going to have an awesome, awesome year, yada, yada, yada. Then they report a Eugenio Suarez had uh, shoulder surgery about, uh, let's see here, a week to 10 days ago. Oh, he had the so shoulder surgery yesterday, but he had he injured it about a week to 10 days ago in a swimming pool mishap. I don't know what that is, but he'll be in a sling for three to five days and he will start his rehab right away. So I tweeted out this thing. Everybody said, all right, what are we going to do? You put, do you hurry up and you put Senzel over at third? Well, uh, C. Trent asked uh, Nick Crawl that, and he said no. He thinks it would be too much of a strain on his shoulder. I said, okay. Then it's pretty easy to me. You move Moustakis from second base to third base, which he's normally a third baseman, and you put Senzel at second. And then I, I tweeted that out, and somebody goes, well, that's going to be even harder throw than third base. That's going to put more torque on his shoulder because you can throw across your body. Well, genius. If you throw a baseball, you throw it across your body all the time. So that has nothing to do with the throw. It's the length of the throw from third base to second. You're going to throw across your body anyway. And you're going to strain harder from third base. Like if a ball's hit down the line, you got to turn, twist your whole body, and throw. Second base, you can just flip it. So I don't. I don't believe that uh, he's going to play at third base. I think the best move is Moustakis at third and Senzel at second, and you go from there. And then you can have then you can have what everybody was talking about yesterday. You can have you know Aquino in right field and and uh, Castellanos in left and Shogo in center. And there you go. That's why people want to say, "Oh, we got too many outfielders. We got too many outfielders. Let's trade Senzel." Senzel is very very valuable. The man can play. Center field, you play all the outfield. If you can play center field, you can play all the outfield positions. Center field, third base, and second base. And he might be able to do some shortstop in, you know, if if you need it, you know. He's a very athletic guy. You don't trade guys like that, especially ones that are controllable. Why would you trade them? So anyway, we had really good news about Nick Cassianos yesterday, and then Gino got hurt. That's Cincinnati uh, karma for you for some reason. We get really excited about something, and something always seems to happen, but... All you can do is pray for Gino that he heals very, very quickly. Now they say he's going to be ready around the beginning of the year. Now, around the beginning of the year could be, you know, a week into the season. It could be the 1st of May. It's a shoulder, so it's iffy. It just depends on how quickly he heals. So everybody just needs to be patient. Let him heal up because... Last thing you want to do is hurry up and get him back, and he's not ready and he's not healed. He hit you 49 home runs last year. You'll want him nice and healthy. So we got him for hopefully a stretch run, which is what I think is going to happen this year for the Reds. 
So anyway, it's a Wednesday. Just curious what's getting you down that over that sports hump for your weekend. Mine, talked about earlier, UC versus Houston, big game, big matchup. What's yours? Let me know. Uh, comment down below. Tweet me at Sports with Strawberry Ice or message me on Facebook. Again, Sports with Strawberry Ice. Check out my YouTube channel if you see my beautiful face. That's what you're watching right now. And if you want to hear me, I'm on Spotify, uh, Google Play, Breakers, and pretty much almost everyone, every app you use to get uh, podcasts, I'm on there. So, you guys have a great day. Continue to share. Tell all your friends about me. I have 103 subs on the YouTube channel. That's awesome. Keep it up. So that's your sports, baby. Take it easy, guys. See ya.